This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Christensen, pharmacist. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you find this uh, podcast uh, educational and it can help you in your uh, healthcare uh, career, no matter what profession you're in here. So uh, with that said, uh, we're going to cover dexamethasone today. So dexamethasone, brand name of this medication that I've heard most often uh, in clinical practice is Decadron, and this drug is a corticosteroid. Okay, so corticosteroids can reduce uh, inflammation uh, by decreasing production of many different uh, inflammatory mediators. Uh, In addition, it also uh, suppresses the immune system uh, and also can have anti-emetic effects. Uh, Now, I don't believe um, the mechanism of action with the anti-emetic effects is well understood. Um, but it's definitely something that has been uh, shown in studies. So thinking about this mechanism of action, thinking about this classification, uh, it is um, a corticosteroid. So I have covered uh, prednisone, but I wanted to cover this med specifically because there are kind of some unique things with this medication. So uh, let's talk about uses a little bit. So Obviously, a corticosteroid, you know, similar to prednisone, it can be used for uh, those inflammatory conditions, so uh, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, things of of that nature. Chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, which I'll kind of talk a a little bit more so about throughout the the podcast there, but basically as an add-on therapy uh, to some of our, our other agents like Uh, on Dancitron, uh, maybe a Prepotent, and and medications like that. Uh, Additionally, uh, dexamethasone is uniquely used for uh, what's called a dexamethasone suppression test. Now, this basically helps uh, detect excessive uh, endogenous cortisol production in the body. So that's uh, something that you, you may see this medication utilized for in in rare circumstances. And then, of course, we've got uh, the ability to do injections. Uh, So IV formulation of dexamethasone is available. So intra-articular injections, for example, uh, to help with pain and inflammation in a specific area certainly can be utilized. Now, in general, why do we you know, there's lots of things that corticosteroids can help with, you know, why don't we use them as often as as maybe we would like to, given all the the possible uses? Well, it's the side effect profile. So when you've got a drug uh, with immunosuppressant activity, obviously that can lead to an increased risk for 
infection. You're suppressing the immune system. You're suppressing the body's way of fighting infection. Uh, that is certainly a risk with um, dexamethasone and corticosteroids in general. Uh, Short-term effects, elevations in, in blood glucose. This is definitely something I've seen in clinical practice. Uh, even with something like an intraarticular injection, you know, maybe at the at a specific site or location, uh, that can go systemic and raise blood sugars. Okay, patients often forget about that, uh, and I have uh, certainly interacted with patients that, you know, are unsure why their blood sugars are are going crazy, uh, crazy high, and. Um, Indeed, looking back through their medical history, their medical record, oh yeah, they just recently um, had an uh, injection of a corticosteroid. So important to to remember that, and you know, not go crazy on on medication adjustments with their diabetes regimen. Um, if you know it was noted that those elevated blood sugars are due um, to just a, a one-time dose or one-time in, injection. Because I have seen the situation where we, um, you know, escalate doses of insulin, let's say, and then all of a sudden that steroid goes away and now we're, you know, dangerously low if they were well controlled uh, previous to the uh, steroid use there. So uh, important um, to keep an eye on those blood sugars in any patient getting uh, a short burst or an injection of a steroid. Uh, there are alterations, uh, increase in blood pressure, fluid retention can uh, be exacerbated by corticosteroids and, and dexamethasone. Uh, insomnia is a, a short-term one that I have seen with corticosteroids. Uh, rarely psychiatric changes may be with that as well. Um, GI upset, increased risk for, for GI bleed, ulcer, that can happen with corticosteroids. On a, a longer term uh, basis, you know, we've got to think about uh, Cushing's type syndrome and HPA suppression. And uh, one other one that, that I always keep tabs on in patients that I know have taken a lot of steroids over longer periods of time uh, is that osteoporosis risk there as well. All right, one last uh, thing I wanted to talk about before we get into drug interactions, and uh, that is uh, dosing conversions. So, it's not something that I would say I've used a lot in in my career, but um, it is something I think that's uh, important to, to kind of keep tabs on. So probably the most common corticosteroid I've seen used is prednisone, um, and dexamethasone is technically much more potent. So if you remember what potency is, that basically means you need less of the drug uh, to get the same physiological uh, response. Okay, so prednisone five milligrams is approximately equivalent to dexamethasone zero point seven five milligrams. So again, dexamethasone is the more potent drug because it uh, requires less of the drug uh, to get that uh, response that you're potentially looking for there. All right, so let's take a quick break from our sponsor, and we will wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like BCMTMS, BCPS, ambulatory care, geriatric certification, definitely go check out meded101.com. 
Uh, in addition, we've got lots of other resources uh, for various audiences, whether you're a nurse, a physician, a med student, a nurse practitioner, uh, definitely lots of, of cool resources there. In addition, check out our list of audio, Audible books. Uh, and if you've never done an Audible book, you can um, get one for free. So go check that out, meded101.com slash store. And our more, most recent book uh, on drug interaction is about 10 hours of content. And like I said, if you've never done an Audible book, uh, you can get that for free. Just follow the link at meded101.com slash store and hit the Audible book tabs and you can go uh, check those out. Also, if you're a pharmacy student, we do have NAPLEX content, uh, so definitely go uh, check that out as well at meded101.com slash store. All right, I mentioned my recent book on drug interactions, so you can definitely find a, a lot more there uh, if you go check that out. With drug interactions and dexamethasone specifically, uh, there's definitely a laundry list of drug interactions, and uh, as always, I'm not going to cover all of them today. Uh, one of the first things I think about is the action of the drug and what the drug does. So it, it's an immunosuppressant drug. So that leads you down the path of potentially blunting the effects and the benefits from vaccines. So recognizing that a patient is on a corticosteroid an immunosuppressant type medication uh, is important and you need to figure out what you need to do with that medication, whether it's a short-term burst that's going to be done and we just delay uh, the vaccine or whatever the situation may be. Um, you need to pay attention to that if we're giving vaccines to a patient and they are on corticosteroids because again, it may blunt that response and uh, reduce the benefit you're going to get from that vaccine. Uh, additive effects, uh, I definitely think of NSAIDs and GI bleed risk, so important to think about that. Um, also, you know, if you've got antiplatelets, anticoagulants on board, um, there may be a little bit more potential there uh, to raise the risk of GI bleed risk, particularly um, for the uh, oral, oral medication there. Uh, dexamethasone is affected by CYP3A4. So inducers are going to generally lower concentrations. CYP3A4 inhibitors are going to raise concentrations. Now I've talked extensively, uh, multiple different medications about uh, CYP3A4 inducers and inhibitors. Uh, so a drug like carbamazepine, for example, you can go back and, and listen and, and get a few more examples of um, what drugs kind of impact that, that enzyme. Now, I will point out one specific example, and a drug or a class of drugs used in uh, chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, potentially with dexamethasone. So a drug like aprepotent can impact uh, CYP3A4, and we need, may need to reduce the dose of dexamethasone when used in combination um, with uh, the aprepotent. So important to uh, keep that in mind and often in chemotherapy induced nausea and vomiting uh, we do use combinations of, of drugs. So um, definitely keep keep an eye on that and it may require a dose reduction there with dexamethasone. Uh, also you know more additive effect type things 
uh, immunosuppressive agents, so that could add on uh, to the effect of dexamethasone. Uh, also, rarely dexamethasone may contribute uh, to hypokalemia, particularly in a patient that's maybe on uh, loop diuretics, thiazide diuretics. Uh, you may get an additive uh, lowering of potassium levels there. So important to uh, definitely uh, remember uh, some of these things. There's a lot of lot of drug interactions, as I mentioned, potentially with uh, dexamethasone. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up the highlights for today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you picked up on some clinical practice pearls. Uh, go to reallifepharmacology.com, uh, subscribe there, and uh, get emails when we've got a new podcast available for you. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast today, leave a rating review on iTunes. Uh, definitely appreciative uh, to all of you who have already taken the, the time to do that. And share us with colleagues, friends. You know, Shoot an email out to your uh, classmates, uh, students you may have with you, um, you know, colleagues and, and things of that nature as well, and, and share the podcast and help uh, spread the education around. So I'm going to sign off for today. You can connect with me. LinkedIn uh, is probably the best way to do that. Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Or you can shoot us an email uh, at meded101.com as well. Hit the contact button and that will go to me. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.